Hi, I'm Fish on a Heater. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that needs a poker flute to wake up in the morning. DeFi, welcome back. Thank you. I am so happy to be back. I loved visiting Charlotte, North Carolina. I had such a great time. And it was warm. <laughs> and there was the sun. Yeah, yeah. You must have forgotten what the sun looked like. I, I really, I forgot how the sun worked because I <laughs> stood outside for like a day and got sunburn immediately. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing okay. It wasn't that bad. But <laughs> I just, I realized like, oh no, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, uh, it was really fun uh, recording with the Waylords boys. They are an absolute riot. Um, Absolutely the longest episode we've ever done. So many tangents, but... <laughs> it was it was uh like all, all the tangents were were enjoyable <laughs> so um we we kept them all in and yeah it was uh i hope, I hope to have them back one day yeah would love to chat with them more it was really fun to listen uh the role playing as john hankey was kind <laughs> was was different but different isn't always bad that and that was a good get i'm amazed we managed to get john hankey on the pod oh yeah so how was GBO this week? We have just finished the Mountain Cup. I really had a lot of fun in Mountain Cup when I was in Charlotte. I actually ran a team that Wholesome Underscore, or Jim Lawson, as he's known in the play Pokemon circuit, suggested to me. It was make Cargo in the lead, safe swap Water Gun Lapras, and then end with Ferrothorn. And I had a lot of fun with that. I was just really bummed that I didn't really play Go Battle Day because I was casting. I only did mm. enough to get the research. So I did 10 battles and I stopped. Yep. <laughs> and then I went because <laughs> you don't you don't have time. Like you're working the whole day. And then yeah, when you're done, yeah. you have to eat dinner. And you're usually pretty tired. <laughs> And so, so the way those work, if you haven't seen a play Pokemon stream yet, is that the casters, there'll be two teams of casters and they'll they'll take turns. They'll like one will go for a few battles and then the next team will come in for the next few battles. And I imagine during those off times when you're not on camera, you're still busy. You're still doing other stuff, right? Yes, I'm still very busy. I don't really ever have time to look at my phone. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, at least you got the Elite TM. Uh, for me, my Mountain Cup was awful. <laughs> like, so Oh, bad. So, no. Yeah. So, um, the very first set I did of Mountain Cup, I ran Lapras double counter. So, Water Gun, Lapras, Escavalier, and Lucario with double nuke, close combat, and Shadow Ball. And I got a 5 0 for that one. And that got me over 2750. So, I hit Expert. 2783 to be exact uh from there i plummeted hard i lost over 180 points on go battle day from that peak and i have not been able to recover i have like gotten up to like past 2650 since then since like settling on a team that's gotten some results but then like in the last couple of days it stopped working for me again and i've kind of dribbled back to the 2500s i believe it is so yeah not great like i I was um once i hit 2783 in that first set i was like am i about to be like a leaderboard go battle league player like i, I was like it, it was the same thing as ocic i'm like 
am I good at this now? <laughs> but the, like Nyanta came back and said, no, nah, you're not good yet, buddy. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was for a long time, I was running a team over Scavalier lead, Whiskash safe swap and the water gun Lapras as the third. That's a pretty solid team. I don't think that's super different than anything else I've seen out there. I think it might have the same problem that some of my teams had, which was Lucario. Mm-hmm. Every Lucario team I saw, like if there was a Lucario, I kind of just insta lost. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Like you've, yeah, and that's what I didn't like about Mountain Cup is that, like, it was. I I don't think it was really that possible to find a team that plugged all the holes. I mean, some people did. You obviously climbed a lot. Uh, I had someone in the Pallet Town community who said they they climbed to twenty nine hundred. Um, with with the team and like i tried the team myself and like i didn't find the same success with it so like yeah it's a it's a mystery DeFi. that's uh, that's what we can learn from this go battle league is a mystery well what's not a mystery is what we have this week and it is the open master league and the little cup just to remind all of you, Little Cup is less than 500 CP Pokemon, and only Pokemon that are able to evolve and have not evolved even once are eligible. The PV Poke Top 10 for this is Bronzor. End of list. <laughs> yeah, um, Bronzor is very busted. We did do a, a complete breakdown on the Pallet Town stream. Uh, there, I mean, there, there are ways to deal with it. Um, one thing we talked about was... Uh, the idea of softening it up. So there are things that don't beat it, but come close, like a, a regular Stunky or a Dino uh, or a Growlithe. You can use them to get the Bronzor to a very low HP and then maybe farm it down with another Fire Pokemon or another Dark Pokemon and, and come out with it with a whole bunch of energy that you can then use to threaten the rest of the team. We also talked about uh, Ducklet being very powerful with its new buffed wing attack leading to those very powerful Brave Birds. So that's kind of a... If I do play Little Cup, that's kind of a strategy I'm looking to explore a little bit. For sure. I suppose for the sake of being complete, I can run down the PB Poke Top 10. I suppose, <laughs> even though you're completely right, Fish, and there's it's Bronzor and then a couple things to counter Bronzor, but let's look at the whole thing. So you've got Bronzor coming in at a strong 99.5, which shouldn't happen. <laughs> that shouldn't exist, but it does. The one thing though is now Bronzor has payback, so the mirror Bronzor mirror is going to go is more interesting now because you can before the Bronzor mirror was just confusion, Psy Shock, and Heavy Slam. Mm. And took forever. Now you can hit like super effective with payback. So at least the mirror is interesting. Then you have Why Not XL, Ducklet, Dino, Shelmet, Galarian Zigzagoon, Alolan Vulpix, Jangmo, Wooper, both a shadow and regular. Ducklet, you can also run as a shadow. Amara and Eevee. Eevee, I'm surprised to see Eevee up there. Dig. Yeah. It knows Dig. <laughs> Dig. Uh, you can do a whole 30% damage to those Bronzor. Also, Body Slam is a legacy move on Eevee. I didn't even notice that. You can run Quick Attack and Body Slam for a lot of neutral coverage against everything except Bronzor. But it takes an Elite TM. Yeah. So if you want to make an Eevee... Actually, everyone out there, if you make an Eevee with Body Slam, let me know. 
Share it on Twitter. I'm curious. <laughs> Um, I remember uh, this is a tangent that has nothing to do with anything, but uh, it's, it's it's I think it's interesting how there was a a streamer that used to be uh, that, someone that used to stream on the Pallet Town PvP channels. Her name was Mama Climbs. She's been on the podcast before. She uh, very famously elite TM'd an Igly buff to have I think it was Body Slam for one of the little cups, and that that move absolutely catapulted her to legend. <laughs> It was her first time making legend. She rose several hundred points using the team, and uh, like after she, I, th- I think she popularized it. She uh, after that, so many other people were found to be running body slam, wild charge, or body slam shadow ball, Igly buff. Fantastic! We are here for the cute Pokemon supremacy. <laughs> after Little Cup, we have the Open Master League and the Spring Cup happening from April five to April twelve. We did touch on this last week it is a 1500 cp cap league with only water grass and fairy type pokemon allowed and toxapex banned the pv poke top 10 is still not out for that yet i imagine it'll probably come out between this recording and the release of the podcast but we do have some custom rankings in front of us which say that the top pokemon are abomasnow shadow and regular tentacruel mantine Marwile, Shadow and Regular, Araquanid, Ninetales, Alola Ninetales, Shadow and Regular, Pelipper, Warrain, Trevenant, and Tropius. So lots interesting there. I think Mawile is going to be the play. Firefang, Power mm-hmm. Up Punch, Play Rough, Mawile. The Shadow performs better than the regular one here. But then you're going to have play against the... Shadow Obama Snow, obviously, with that Fire Fang. Tentacruel with Poison Jab can't really do anything against you unless it hits you with Scald, but that's only neutral. Like, that's that. I feel like that's got to be at least a neutral matchup. Mm, yeah. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. I'm looking at, like, um, that Tentacruel Marwile matchup will be real weird because the Tentacruel's Poison Jab's. Uh, single resisted the fire fang would be resisted the iron head and the play rough would be resisted so the only non-resisted move being thrown any which way would be tentacruel throwing scold which i mean it's, it's probably the move that you're gonna run but i mean some people are crazy and uh, running other things as well yeah so keeping all that in mind i think the tentacruel will come out ahead but i don't think like, it's not a blowout. Like, it doesn't hard mm. counter the Mawile because you're still doing resisted damage with Poison Jab. Then Mawile against the Mantine, you can hit for play rough, but the like Mantine's wing attacks will be resisted. Ah, I just, I think it's solid with all the ice, mm. like Shadow Alolan Ninetales, even with Wall Rain, like your Fire Fang will hit for Nutri. You can power up Punch to ramp it up. You just have to avoid that Earthquake. It seems solid to me. Maybe not like game breaking, but solid. The other fairy type I see in here is that Galarian Weezing running Fairy Wind Play Rough and Brutal Swing. I'm looking at one a little bit further down. Another fairy steel type. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Klefki. Klefki is at number 27 with a rating of 82. Now, these, of course, will change pretty drastically when the official rankings come out because the official rankings take into account the quality of the wins, not just the raw number. 
but Klefki is another fairy steel type and it's running tackle foul play and play rough it also has draining kiss which is an option and flash cannon which probably when you're running tackle isn't as viable of an option for sure so let kyle know Klefki is a viable <laughs> probably a, at least viable in this cup uh, here we go. Jellicent. Jellicent will be a strong counter to uh, Core of Tentacruel and Marwile. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Pallet Town breakdown of Spring Cup. I think that'll be really good. I think there's a lot of interesting Pokemon in here, as well as a lot of really familiar favorites. If you're following play Pokemon like Shadow Alola Ninetales and Walrein and Trevenant. So some very familiar stuff, but also some stuff that's a little different as well. Galissapod, Roserade, Gorgeist. So there's, mm. some, there's some interesting stuff. I'm really I'm excited to see how it pans out. I'm really glad they banned Toxapex because that would just be broken. <laughs> Finally, from April 12 to April 19, we have all three open leagues and the Evolution Cup. I'm personally happy that there is a non-open option available because I, I'm pretty sure I've said it before on the pod. Like I'm so much better generally at the limited formats. I'm terrible at the open leagues. And like, if you saw a chart, I made a chart of my ELO from last season and you could see for the most part, when I tried to play open leagues, I plummeted. And when I tried to play uh, limited metas, I skyrocketed uh, with my ELO. So I'm glad to have an option there that is not open i remember last time evolution cup was around vigoroth was the bee's knees uh we also had dragonair and dustclops were big yeah i think it'll be really good i'm very much looking forward to it dustclops got even better i think recently Mm. so i am i'm very interested to see how that pans out and we'll bring you more information when we get there. But for now, let's go ahead and do our self check-in. You said we were closing out Ionic Cup, but we left something out. The GoCast <laughs> Ionic Cup. We got to cover that. So let's take a look. We had 14 participants in the GoCast podcast. And Triptondo had the sweep for that one. Uh, just a quick run-through of his team. Raikou, Beedrill, Umbreon, Alolan Radicate, Muck, and Armaldo was the winning team so congratulations to triptondo for winning that tournament but we always try to highlight a different team something (laughs) some maybe a little spicy something a little different and how about fish you go through tell me tell me about the team we're highlighting today so in round four i played against one of the hosts of the btw podcast and that is wildcat dad 17 who was running uh, a team that he was really excited about and that is shadow raikou shadow skuntank shadow pincer shadow armaldo shadow lapras and beedrill <laughs> like the one that makes me laugh so much because the one pokemon that everyone is bringing shadow he brought he was the only one to bring regular very funny and unsurprisingly when you put this team into the pv poke team builder it has an A for coverage and an F for bulk. So the suggestion reads, this team is extremely fragile <laughs> and will have a hard time climbing out of bad situations. Use bulkier Pokemon to make this team more forgiving. <laughs> um, I like the pincer as a potential beware counter because 
it can i imagine it can tank a few shadow claws and a stomp and it's pressuring back very hard with close combat that it gets to in i want to say 12 turns yeah 12 turns which is is quite fast like that's only a second longer than it takes to get to the stomp so i I like that but it's also pretty decently walled by beedrill because you know fury cut is resisted the x scissor is resisted and the close combat double resisted so uh, that that's kind of a, a tricky situation to navigate around because every team had beedrill and beware on it the armaldo i think from a sh- from a shadow the rock blasts would ko a shadow beedrill one shot ko i think regular on regular the beedrill can just survive but yeah, the, that, I think that made the Shadow very important to run if you were going to run Armado. It's the only Lapras I've seen, which is interesting. What do you think you're achieving with Lapras, Deepa? That's what I don't really know. It seems like the weakest... If I just kind of quickly look at the team, that seems like the weakest link. Well, it doesn't have to be the weakest. Like It doesn't have to have a specific target. It can just provide bulk to your team. Uh, like Ice Shards plus a Surf... Especially after, if you manage to shield a superpower from a beware, it's going to have to shield like any surf after that. So uh, I think maybe just the bulk is the point of that Pokemon. That makes sense. I can get behind that because generally it's going to lose a lot of matchups. Mm. So yeah, I think the bulk, having bulk in a team that is incredibly (laughs) frail, I think having that bulk there makes a lot of sense. And then you go ahead and make it shadow to lower that bulk. So, um, uh, then finally, I mean, the, the Shadow Raikou. Um, any thoughts on Shadow Raikou as the Electron? I didn't see very many. Most of the Electrons I saw were... Deden- I saw a lot of Dedenne and Luxray were the main Electrons I saw. I think I saw one or two raiko uh the big thing is just being able to hit with those nukes shadow ball Mm -hmm. and wild charge but it is incredibly frail as a pokemon the shadow being even more so but it's a really good way to get shields electivire is very similar with wild charge but that at least has a pretty solid bait move of ice punch Mm -hmm. raiko it's just all (laughs) all nuke all nuke all nuke all the time all the time (laughs) so that is a really good way to get shields from people so I think that would be the role of that Raikou or bench pressure. Mm. And that was kind of the thought behind uh, me bringing my Alolan Raticate to my teams. Apart from the, I described a couple of weeks ago, that whole, uh, I thought I could beat Beedrew in the one shields. Um, the other advantage of it was it was a rare bulky Pokemon, which meant that I could use it to soak up a wild charge from a Luxray, which a lot of the teams I faced were running. Uh, the trouble was that I was already running Dedenne, which meant that like like having two Pokemon that get pretty easily beaten by Beedrill, the most common Pokemon in the team in the in the tournament, that made things a lot harder. For sure, we also Fish should probably fully put a close on Ionic Cup with this. I am not happy with my final total. I had ten eight. I lost my last three matches. I was at ten five and feeling pretty good. So not super happy with my finishing total for Ionic Cup, but 18 matches is a lot. And 
it technically still went above 50%. Okay. I mean, I think 50, 50%'s a pass, so. Mm-hmm. In PvP. In PvP, <laughs> 50%'s a pass. It's positive. You went positive. So now we turn our attention to the Polkadot Cup, which we discussed last week. Uh, was a wild-looking cup. A lot of really unusual picks making the top. The Pokemon allowed have to be from the Bug, Fairy, Field, and Flying-type egg groups. And Shadows and Megas are not permitted. So the PV Poke Top 10 is Swoobat, Luxray, Galvantula, Beedrill, Castform, Jumpluff, Dugong, Girafferig, Nidoking, and Samurott chaos i'm here for yeah. it let's go <laughs> samurott is my fate one of my favorite pokemon to run in limited metas where it's eligible because it makes such a good closer with megahorn and mm-hmm. hydro cannon i really really like running samurott swoobat like let's let's go let's go swoobat. <laughs> i'm here for it i'm glad my boy nitto king finally gets a chance to ch- chance to do well it, he's been just waiting in the wings while the queen has her time in the sun. I mean, it's it's always her time in the sun. The king now gets a chance. Yeah. So, again, super interesting that Nido King instead, but it is because Nido Queen's not eligible. So <laughs> that's what it took. <laughs> that's what it took. It took Nido Queen not being eligible in the Polka Dot Cup. But Nido King actually does a lot of the same things. It has Poison Jab, Sand Tomb, and Megahorn. Sand Tomb is a great bait move because even if you don't get a shield from Sand Tomb from your opponent, you're still debuffing their defense, which is really, really good. And it has a lot of really good wins in this meta as well. So something kind of interesting for your team if you're looking for that Poison-type damage. It's also got the option of Poison Jab or double kick it's it's got that extra functionality there in its fast move depending on what you want for your nitto king yeah i keep forgetting that double kick is a viable option yeah right <laughs> like it's actually pretty okay now uh when i think of double kick though i just think of double yeah when just i was really hoping spring event double it's cute it makes sense it's right fluffy but no we all want them double like it just like you said on the podcast last week, it's extinct. Like just <laughs> double, it, like Wulu just doesn't exist anymore. I guess according to Niantic, I miss, I miss Wulu. Mm. Bring Wulu back. Yeah, <laughs> justice for Wulu. <laughs> justice for Wulu. But yeah, we will be. I'm haven't done any practice for Polka Dot Cup yet, and I am excited to do some practice and get into some tournaments because this looks crazy, and I I am loving it. I love weird crazy metas where the pv poke scoring seems to be pretty even and it doesn't seem to be super rock paper scissors Mm. so we'll have to see i mean time will tell but it seems pretty solid just by the looks of it for sure and uh, by the time we record the next episode i think that that'll be my aim is to get our complete breakdown done of this cup so we can actually start really focusing on individual matchups and what's good and not so good, etc. So now it's time for our play Pokemon section. We had Charlotte, North Carolina happening over the weekend, which DeFi, you had a front row seat to being one of the casters for this tournament. How did that one go? It went really well in terms of the stream. 
We saw a lot of really great battles. I can talk everybody through a little bit about what happened on Sunday, the championship day. We had some of the best matchups, I think, early on. We had Auburn versus Richie to start the day. And then Auburn versus Richie two more times to end the day (laughs) on Sunday, which was kind of a really fun story to follow. Then we had some really other great players in our top eight. We had Skeptical Tracer, Joshin B. You might know him as the Nerd Twitch on Twitter. Uh, he does a lot of charitable giving, which is great. Kaiser Tenor made an appearance as well as with Dodge. Eat Strawberries and Firestar 73 were newer appearances in Charlotte, but they were super fun to watch as well. If we take a look at how the bracket played out, Richie beat Auburn in that first round of day two knocking Auburn down to the losers finals. And then Auburn just went on a tear. He two owed eat strawberries. He two owed skeptical tracer. And then he won three to one versus Joshin B or the nerd Twitch. And then that brought him back to the grand finals where Richie also was just winning. He stayed in the winners. He was our winners bracket finalist. So he beat Auburn in that first round, then beat the nerd Twitch three to one. And then Richie lost in the grand finals to Auburn two to three. And since Richie came from the winner side of the bracket, he has to lose twice. So that triggered a bracket reset. And then Richie won three to one against Auburn in the bracket reset. So Richie is our uh, champion of Charlotte, North Carolina, which is a big deal because he is the first Mexican player to qualify Ah. for Worlds. And that is huge. Yeah, because Mexico has a a pretty, uh, pretty passionate scene, don't they? They do. But we haven't really had much in the way of tournaments in Latin America. Mm. That's something I know there was a big hashtag on Twitter this week. Hashtag Ola play Pokemon. And I feel confident that Play Pokemon has seen those messages. I can't speak for Play Pokemon, but it was a pretty big movement on Twitter. And I am hopeful and optimistic that Latin America, maybe not this season, but definitely next season in the future in general, I am hopeful and optimistic that we'll see more Latam representation. I was screaming for Richie behind the scenes. <laughs> like I'm just screaming like Vamos! <laughs> like I was losing it. It was so yeah. exciting. Auburn was great too. Uh the joke with him was that he was very like cool, collected expression stoic. the whole time. Very stoic. Which not a bad thing, but just very interesting. And then when yeah. Richie won, just the heat, like just the eruption and the fist pumping and the crowd <laughs> going nuts. It was like it was really cool. So mm. I was just so thrilled to see that representation from Latin America. And I hope that we get to see more in the future because Richie did some phenomenal battles. Just quickly to run through some teams. Richie's team, the winning team, actually, very interestingly. Exactly. Our fight, our winner, our champion ran the exact same team that Dilap Churn won with in Vancouver. Same team. Interesting. And Auburn ran the exact same team (laughs) that the runner up of Vancouver used. (laughs) It's Axon. So he ran it's Axon's team. So we saw like the exact mirror of our grand finals play out from Vancouver. 
just fascinating. So the winning team, Richie's team, Dilap Chung's team, Shadow Swampert, Lantern, Trevenant, Galarian, Stunfisk, Noctowl, and Shadow Alolan Ninetales. You'll notice that there's no Metacham. That's what sets this team apart is it has no counter user. Metacham's definitely seen a dip. It was only yeah. on half of the top eight teams this weekend. Or you could go the route of our runner-up, and they ran Metacham but didn't have a grass type. So they ran Registeel, Purified Sableye, Shadow Swampert, Metacham, Noctowl, and Shadow Ni- Alolan Ninetales. So that team lacks that grass pressure, but has the Metacham. I'd be interested to know if there are any teams that are not running a counter user and also not running a Swampert. Because I think that's what I've noticed across the board is like if you don't have the counter user, you're anti-tank, you're anti-G-Fisk, you're anti-Registeel, you're anti uh Bastiodon is the Swampert. Well, Firestar 73 with this coming and with the spice pick. Well, count you said counter user instead of Metacham. Yeah. He ran a Vigoroth. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it, uh I'm going to say that doesn't pass the test. I th- I think that's um like yeah, people are either running a counter user or a Swampert. Uh but I also noticed that Eat Strawberries one above, they don't have a counter user or a swampert. So it can happen. It can happen. It can happen. But that's kind of the big dynamic is do you what do you use as your anti steel? Mm. So very interesting stuff there. One other quick note is I wanted to shout out Joshin B or the Nerd Twitch. His team had the Shadow Venusaur, which reminded me a lot of Spicy, also known by his actual name, which is Dijon the Jin. He had that Shadow Venusaur on his team as well. And Joshin B got third place. So that's pretty cool as well to run that alternate grass type. Fish, do you have any other thoughts on the Charlotte meta or the finals or anything else like that? I did get to see, uh, like I've said before, it's it's hard for me to watch uh, some of these just because of the the time zone they often happen while i'm sleeping i did manage to catch a fair bit of day one and i noticed there was a gentleman that made it pretty far i forget what his name was but he made it pretty far with only five pokemon on his roster really do you remember that one i, I, I know it happened on the stream there was a guy who they discovered at some point that he'd misregistered his Noctow. So he had to continue, like he was still allowed to continue in the tournament, but he could only, he only had five eligible Pokemon and he appeared on stream and still managed to win a whole bunch with just the five Pokemon. That is really impressive. Yeah. Of course, I can also shout out a couple other really fun battlers that we got to see play uh, Onion Frank that was really tough because Onion Frank and Wadage are really close friends. They both come from our former seniors division and they were in the same group. Like Onion Frank ended up beating Wadage, <laughs> knocking him down to the loser side of the bracket on day one. Mm-hmm. But then Onion Frank lost to Auburn. So Onion Frank ended up kind of getting out of the tournament. So that was just kind of hard having. Mm-hmm. And then they had to play each other again in the losers where Wadaj won. So that was kind of a tough storyline because both of them just want the other to do well. Yep. Like it makes for really great battles because those two are fantastic battlers both. Uh, so many members of our former seniors division are great. 
But I know that can be really challenging when you just want the other person to do you like you want them. You want both of you to do well. Uh, some other battlers, Hurricane Kaz did pretty well. Uh, she made, worked her way through a lot of the losers bracket and Sushi Must Write did really well. She's another girls that PVP that did fantastic uh, and had a really, really good run. And lots of other names like Dunebug played as well. Lots of former champions. We had um, Blame Jamal played. I guess we got to update the listeners on how he went. Um, the day before Charlotte happened, he he screenshot us the team that he'd all built up, and it was uh, like half the Pokemon had been changed. He, he went rogue. <laughs> he decided that uh, because a lot of the Pokemon that we discussed, he didn't have any with good IVs, uh, he, he wanted to change it up. And so, uh, yeah, like, it looked like a, a good team anyway, so I de- definitely didn't uh, discourage him from, from, from running what he wanted. But he did end up going 0 and 2. So unfortunate for Jamal. Next time, I, I think I might actually like do some some practice battles with him so that we can train him how to use the team. It's it's one thing, you know, having the right Pokemon, but it's a whole other thing knowing how to select your line of three and then use the Pokemon as effectively as possible. So we'll work on that for the next play Pokemon tournament that he wants to participate in. Definitely. I say that all the time, too. You can have the best tools, but if you don't know how to use them, Mm -hmm. they're just, you know, shiny, pretty things. (laughs) Speaking of some podcast people, also BTW Dino, as well as Astro Zombie, made an appearance. So I got to say hello to both of them. Dino made it on stream, which was really exciting. He ended up losing to the person in third place, uh, the nerd Twitcher, Joshin B. Yeah, he, he made a deep run. He he did really, really well and then lost in the losers to E110, who is another, again, phenomenal battler. Someone in the Pallet Town PvP Discord server as well. Just really cool to see some of that podcast representation out there. But there were this tournament was stacked. Like Hot Pocket was there. Sia was a beast who consistently does really, really well. Alpha Phoebe made it on stream, fellow caster. Gandalf the Yellow, who's really good. <laughs> just MJ get it. Like these tournaments, I think they're just going to stay stacked because everyone's fighting. Like we taught mm-hmm. hunger was one of the words. Like people are hungry. And they, these events kind of create celebrities as well. Like, uh, like yeah, that like we we follow all these names and we're we're interested in seeing how they do. These are people we know. These are people whose whose rise we've followed. Um, and it's just like, you know, I, I've i talked about how I used to be involved in the poker scene. Well, I still am involved in the poker scene to an extent. And like the same thing happens there, how, you know, the World Series happens every year and there's all these names, these famous names, people who have their own, you know, following and, uh, you know, a mythos around them. And then they all kind of make their way towards this pinnacle event, which is the the main event final table or the, the World Championships in in our case. And it's just fun watching all these stories, these intermingling, intertwining stories evolve. I completely agree. And that's one of the fun parts about casting is we get to do some of that story building. Mm. We get to build up players and help tell the audience their story, their run, and their history. And I think that's just so much fun. I absolutely love it. And we look forward to our upcoming events where we get to story build even more. We have Fort Wayne happening this weekend. Our casters are going to be Speediest Chief or Will Dunphy, then 2-0 Butters, also known as Steven Sanders, 
Then we have Caleb Pang, who is just Caleb Pang. So simple, so easy. And then we have Wholesome, <laughs> who was my partner for the most recent regional in Charlotte. Uh, Wholesome underscore, a.k.a. Jim Lawson. So those will be your four casters for Fort Wayne. Last I checked, I think it's about 80 people registered. Uh, could be a lot more than that. We'll have to see. Then Sydney, Australia, which got pre-pwned, <laughs> had round 43, I think, at last check. And that's going to be this weekend as well. So we'll have to keep our eye on Sydney. Then April is really quiet except for EUIC. EUIC is completely full. If any spots open up, that's going to show up on Twitter. So be sure you're following Play Pokemon. That will be your full 264. It'll be a fantastic tournament. I'm really excited to watch. Then when we get to May, the tournaments start to pick up again. That first weekend in May is both Portland in the U.S. and also Sao Paulo, Brazil, happening May 6th and 7th. In Portland, I know we have 38 registered so far, but that tournament I think is going to be really big. There's a lot of battlers on the West Coast that I think are going to make that trip. But Sao Paulo, I don't really know as much. But again, Latin America, Brazil, those players are ready. They are hungry for those entries to Yokohama. So I imagine that is going to be a large tournament as well. So that was our uh, rather long play Pokemon section. So time to move on to our shameless plugs. In the Palatown PvP server, I want to congratulate Bandman Clayton, who made it to level 49, and Fish on a Heater, who made it to Expert. In the GoCast server, Triptando made it to Expert as well. I also want to promote, I talked about last week how I was a guest on the As the Pokeball Turns podcast. Uh, it turns out it was this week <laughs> that it's coming out. So it came out, uh, I believe it was yesterday, my time, or, or this morning, US time. Uh, it was a really, really cool interview with Hamtaro, and I encourage you to check that out. That's As the Pokeball Turns. And I also want to promote, we are bringing back the Ultra League draft competition in the Palatown PvP server. We, we tend to do this once a season, so every three months, but uh, we skipped last season just because the, the last one like took so long to finish that uh, we, we were like, we, we should have a bit of a break. Now it's back, and it's looking like it's going to be even bigger than it was last year. Um, it's, it's basically just uh, everyone takes turn picking a Pokemon for their team of six, and once a player picks a Pokemon, no one else has access to that Pokemon. So it means two things. One, every team is unique. And two, it like by the end of the draft period, those picks can get pretty spicy. So I'm going to be playing it, and I encourage anyone who is on Discord and would like to give it a go, come, come and do so. The link to the Discord will be in the show notes under more fish. Come and join the Discord. Head to the competition announcements channel, or if you can't find it, just tag me and I'll direct you to it. Uh, sign up. All you have to do is react to the post there and you'll be in. It's starting 5th of April. So we are closing registrations on the 5th of April. So yeah, head there, react to that. It's a great way to either, uh, you know, get something more out of Ultra League if you already have the mods for it or learn how to play Ultra League, which is the reason I play it as well. Like it's because uh, like I'm not particularly well versed in the Ultra League meta and I kind of use it to push myself a little bit outside of my comfort zone, which I think is uh, like one of the best 
things about this draft. Very good. And no, everybody, you didn't miss it. I did not stream this week. (laughs) I just, I did not anticipate how tired I would be coming back from Charlotte. I was so exhausted. It just didn't happen. So I'm going to plan maybe stream this weekend, but I'm setting myself, you know, the date of Monday, this upcoming Monday, which will be April 3rd. So we'll start out strong in the month of April. So look forward to streams returning. Obviously, the first couple won't be Go Battle League because I don't know if I want to play Little Cup. (laughs) So I'll probably do some Scarlet and Violet, find some other stuff to stream. But I'm looking forward to getting back into content creation and streaming. So to close out, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct that feedback to pvbcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and the PO box address. And also in the show description, while you're there, you can click on the more fish or more DeFi links to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And we'll see you next week.